Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Dads, I want you to understand your value. And specifically, I want you to understand your value to your daughters. So I'm joined today by my friend Kathy Hatton, who lost her father in 2020, to talk about just how much her dad meant to her. But once he passed, I learned a lot more about who he was as a person, and I I learned to value that more. And so for me, it it's true because I always thought my dad was great, but it wasn't until he passed, as I keep saying, yeah. that I truly understood just the type of human being that he was. And so um, I appreciate him more now, and I wish I could tell him that. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being with me today. Well, thanks for having me. We're going to have fun. People watching or listening don't realize that this is the third or fourth time that we've tried to start this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Details don't matter. Yeah, details don't matter. (laughs) Uh, So we we worked together for, what, a year? year Uh, A little over a year, yeah. You Mm -hmm. got out as soon as you could. Well well played. (laughs) Well, I had to do something. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And we went to church for a little while, too. So quick friendship, good friendship, lasting friendship. Yes. And um, so we're going to have fun, clearly. Yep. Um, but you are on to talk about a subject that I would imagine is a little bit difficult to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I know you were kind of open to it. You said it is helpful in some cases. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you are willing and courageous enough to talk about it because I think it's going to be super helpful mm-hmm. for dads. I think <clears throat> what we're going to drive home today is the fact that dads are valuable Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to get that specifically from your perspective as a daughter who lost her dad. Mm-hmm. So let's start right here out of the gate. How long ago did your dad pass away? It'll be three years, August 18th of this year. Okay. So he passed away in 2020, you know. Yep. Um, grief's really weird because sometimes, because three years really isn't that long. Sure. But sometimes it feels like it's 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, so... It's just a time warp. Got you. Three years. So is there any truth to that <clears throat> time heals all wounds? Um, or are there like moments of freshness throughout the journey? It, that's exactly what it is. It's more okay. like a roller coaster. So there's a, a, a diagram of how grief grows or how you grow around grief basically. And so we think that like the grief ball shrinks over time when really you just kind of grow around it. Gotcha. And so- it's it's a lot of highs and lows sometimes. Sometimes I'm fine, and then other times I miss him really bad, and I cry. Sure. And so you know, but it's just I don't, I wouldn't say it heals all wounds. I think you just learn how to navigate it better. And you had a good relationship with your dad, right? Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what the makeup of your family was, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. But mm-hmm. were you the only daughter? Mm-hmm. So were you daddy's girl? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, even though you had a good relationship, let me ask you this, because sometimes people people talk about, you know, they miss the good old days and they don't realize that they're living in the good old days until they're out of it, until they're gone. Mm-hmm. But there's also the expression of um, you don't really know what you have until it's gone. Mm-hmm. Is that applicable even when you had a good relationship with your dad? 
Absolutely. And I think it's because as children, you look at your parents, they're like these, you know, superhuman beings, right? Um, nothing can ever happen to them. Nothing. They're always going to be there. Yep. Um, growing up, you always think your parents are going to be around for all of your life. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, for me, <clears throat> you know, after my dad died, I, I was learning more and more about who he was as a person. Hmm. So, you know, he was this like all, you know, superhuman type guy and, you know, Mr. Fix-It, all the things. Um, but once he passed, I learned a lot more about who he was as a person and I, I learned to value that more. And so for me, it it's true because I always thought my dad was great, but it wasn't until he passed, as I keep saying, yeah. that I truly understood just the type of human being that he was. And so um, I appreciate him more now. And I wish I could tell him that. Sure. But, you know, it's just something that I've learned over the last three years. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as I can say, yes. <clears throat> yeah. I've not been in the situation, but. Yeah. Um, that's why I wanted to ask the question, though, just to get the perspective, because, you know, you've been there and you've done that. So you mm -hmm. know what it's like. So mm -hmm. you can speak from experience on this. Yeah. And I know typically when people talk about that, it's from a perspective of mindlessness or. Yeah didn't really care in the moment. And then they look back and they think, wow, it was really great. And I just didn't care at all. Yeah. But when you do care and you do have a good relationship right. to look back and still say, even so that much more, yes. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's, that's unique. And that's yeah. why I want to ask that. Yeah. Um, so let's jump back to childhood. You talked mm -hmm. about, you know, when you're a child, your perspective, what was childhood like? Uh, we've already fished out that you were the daddy's girl. You were the mm -hmm. only girl. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what it was like growing up. So small family, just my mom, my dad, and I had an older brother. Well, okay. I have an older brother. Um, he's eight years older than I am. Grew up on a farm. My dad was a farmer. Okay. Um, he did corn and beans, sometimes wheat. Okay. Had some cattle, a few horses. Small farm. Not a large farm, but small. Um, and he didn't let me do a whole lot of things, like, because I was the girl. Sure. You know, like, my mom didn't do a whole lot of things because she was the wife or whatever. But... You know, he had the best farmer's tan, um, super colorful life. I remember um, he would be out in the field during harvest time late, and my mom and I would have to, like, run him dinner or something. And a lot of times he would just have us or have me, you know, get up on the combine with him and just run the field. And, you know, that was fun for me. Sure. Big combine. Um, one, one moment specifically, I remember my brother and I were both on the combine with him, and he was doing wheat. And so in the combine, right behind his seat, he had this window and you could see the crop coming in as he's harvesting it. And my brother would just like get out and take handfuls and we'd like sit in the cab of the the combine and just eat wheat. And um, so, I mean, I, I grew up on that farm, ran the land, um, you know, just lived with a farmer as a dad. I yeah. mean, hard work. And that's all he did? He was a farmer. He drove a school bus for 32 years. Okay. He was um, our township trustee, so he helped a lot of people with poor relief, okay. um, that kind of thing. He was on the school board for a while. Um, he, you know, coached basketball, I think, before I was born. So, I mean, he did he did a yeah. lot of things. Got it. Um, and a lot of those things I'm finding out after, sure. <laughs> yeah. after the fact, you know, right. but – um, he, growing up, that's what he did. He but was a good, farmer. fun childhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The best. That sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Just usually what kids want to do is be outside. Yep. Yep. We grow up at a farm. That's all you get to do. Yeah. Literally just run it and we'd play 
you know, baseball out in the front yard and, you know, that kind of thing. So it was, it was good. Fun. Yeah. Did your brother catch all the strife since you were daddy's girl? Um, not really. I mean, I don't really remember much of what he did. I'm sure sure he helped with some things, but you know, he just. Just giving you an opportunity to poke the bear. So that's that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I don't want to poke that bear. It's okay. Um, okay. So let me ask you this then. Yeah. Um, was your dad. The perfect dad? No, not at all. Um, humans are flawed. Yeah. Um, and but I think he tried. He tried. Um, he did the best that he knew how with what he had, and always provided. Um, even even up until he passed, I mean, he poured into his grandchildren mm-hmm. and you know everything like that. So. He wasn't perfect by any means, you know, uh, but he definitely was a different person by the time he passed. Sure. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I remember growing up Should and he had some, yeah, he had some, um, he was short temper, you know, sometimes he would just kind of, something would hit him and, yep. you know, not, he wasn't ever. It's common with men though. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't ever abusive or verbally abusive or anything like that. Very loving, very nurturing, but you know, um, just, he wasn't perfect. Sure. Um, and there were a lot of things that I didn't know about him as a young child that, you know, you find out later in life and sure. you realize, wow, he really wasn't perfect. Well, that's that's why I want to ask the question because typically, you know, when you're asked about your parents, it's mm-hmm. usually just compliments like, oh, they were the best and they did yeah. this and they did that sure. and on and on and on we, we can go. But when you actually stop and think about, you know what, maybe they did some things that weren't great. Maybe they messed up from time to time. And I think I think it's good. It's probably healthy for us to have those realizations. Yeah, they sure. help us as we grow. But uh, I wanted to ask that because another family typically has its own drama. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to see with him not being perfect and having some flaws along the way, yeah. if at any point in your time with him, you had a moment of tension with your dad. Yeah. So I had I had a few um, but my most, uh, vivid memory of tension was probably about in 2008, okay. there was some, um, there was some issues, family issues going on, um, that kind of removed myself out of the picture for a while. And I remember being so angry and bitter toward him that, I knew that if I didn't work through that, it would be it would be bad. Mm. Um, he would try to communicate with me. I would, you know, ignore his phone calls. I wouldn't answer his text messages. Like he didn't know where I was. Um, he didn't know where my mom and I were because we had we kind of left for a bit. But um, I remember that being a really really uh, sore spot of tension for us. And I'd never had had a bad relationship with my dad yeah. up until that moment. So it really rocked my world when, you know, this situation happened and I, you know, viewed him a little differently. Sure. That was hard. Um, but it, I was in no place to talk about it with him. So I kind of just ignored him a bit. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, it, it, it passed eventually. Um, good. but yeah, there, it was, it was not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good. So. Yeah. Well, I think most people, most people can relate to that, at least to some extent. Yeah, sure. Just like you said, nobody's perfect. Yep. People are flawed. Mm-hmm. And flawed people tend to make flawed relationships at some point. Right. And sadly enough, it's usually 
within family that those take the worst turns. I mean, that's why yeah. when there's violent cases, typically they're domestic. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. typically how things work. They're and harder. it's sad it turns out that way, but it's almost like where there is the most love, there is usually the most, the most hurt, abuse the most hurt. and hurt yeah. and pain and et cetera. So, um, but I wanted to ask that because I think it's important for dads listening to know, and we'll talk about this as we continue on, but you had a good relationship with your dad. You valued your dad. You already talked about this greater appreciation for your dad now that he's gone. Mm-hmm. But in your relationship, like you recognize there's some things that maybe he could have done better at. Mm-hmm. You can recognize that there were some times where you didn't really probably care too much in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you kept your distance. You ignored text and phone calls. You yeah. were just done, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, sure. in that season. Um but even despite all of that, you'd still say you have a good relationship. You mm-hmm. still love your father. You still value him mm-hmm. even that much more, even now that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's I think it's really important for dads to hear that just because you make mistakes, right. just because you're not perfect, like none of us are, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that your kids don't love you. doesn't mean your kids don't value you. And it doesn't mean that if your kids ever write you off for a season mm-hmm. that you're completely written off for a lifetime. And I think, I think right. that's important to know. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this on the flip side of things. What was something that your, that your dad did for you when you were growing up that made a big difference in your life? So my dad lived with intentionality okay. and um, integrity mm-hmm. and <clears throat> growing up, he was always present. Um, there never was a time where he was absent. Um, he was at every school function, every, you know, softball game, every volleyball game. Um, he would be intentional with his time with me. Um, if he was outside doing something, he'd ask if I'd want to come out and help him. Or if I, he had to run to town, he would ask if I'd want to run to town with him. And, um, sometimes we would just go out and have dinner. Um, we'd go grab ice cream or anything like that. Just anything that, allowed him to pour himself into me a little bit. He, he was intentional about that. Um, and growing up being the youngest, um, you know, he was, (laughs) he was a little more giving, I think to me as a girl, you know what I mean? Um, but he, he was, I just keep coming back to the word intentional. He was so intentional with me. Um, even my brother, honestly, but he was just intentional as a human. And, um, that I remember that being something as I look back on my life with him being, you know, a really important part of my upbringing. Yeah. Well, that's one of the best things that we can do as dads mm-hmm. is be intentional with our kids 100%. and make sure that we're taking advantage of the time that we have because mm-hmm. time's our most valuable commodity that we have to give to our kids. Well, and it's a thief. Yeah. You blink and before you know it, your girls are driving and going off to college and, yep. you know, you wonder where all the time went. Yeah. Yeah. So intentionality is a good thing. It's a good gift that he Mm -hmm. gave. Um, Let's talk about closer to the end of his life. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, you said he died in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the cause of death for him? He was diagnosed with colon cancer uh, in 2019. Okay. And he did, so he was diagnosed um, August 29th of 2019. And he did, um, they couldn't take the tumor out. <clears throat> okay. 
because of where it was located. Okay. And so they did radiation or no, I'm sorry. They did chemotherapy um, up until I think May, long time, really strong chemo. Um, and um, he had this procedure done at the University of Cincinnati called a HIPEC surgery. Okay. Um, and it was a successful surgery and it's a really complicated thing. I think it was like 15 hours or something. And, um, so when he, when he passed, he was cancer free. They were able to get all the cancer out, Okay. but due to all the chemo that he took and just, I see. he had an aneurysm and it just kind of, it went downhill really quick. Yeah. Way too weak. Gotcha. Couldn't keep, you know, um, couldn't keep things together basically. And I think his surgeon even said he was like, it's like mush. <laughs> was he, was he cancer? Was he cancer free long enough for that to be communicated to y'all? Yes. And to almost be somewhat celebrated? Yeah. So, um, at the end of the surgery, they told us, you know, it was completely successful. He had no cancer in his body. Um, and I think they were wanting, the goal was to discharge him, I think two weeks okay. following, um, and then probably within about a week, he started having some complications. Um, and, you know, so the doctor tried some other things and he's like, okay, we're going to take this avenue and we're going to kind of shift things a little bit. And so um, didn't work. <laughs> and so eventually I think he just, he just kind of, it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. We got a call at like 3 a.m. We were in Indiana and we hightailed it. And I remember I called you know, I called my friend and I was just hysterical. I'm like, I don't know if this is this is going to happen. I don't yeah. know if he's going to make it. And yeah. I think he went through eight bags of plasma or something like that. Eight bags of blood. Um, just, it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. Well, let me ask you this. So during his diagnosis, so mm -hmm. you have 2019, you said August 29th of 2019. Mm -hmm. So 2019, middle of 2019, up until... It, it, he, he said he died. In, was it August of 2020? He died on the 18th of, yeah. Okay. Of 2020. Okay. So in this year span where life is kind of uncertain, mm -hmm. a little crazy, mm -hmm. um, were there any lessons that he taught you during that time at the end of his life where, you know, maybe he's starting to get to the point where he can see like, I might not make it through this one. Mm -hmm. Like this one's real. Mm -hmm. um, was there anything that he taught you then and what let's call those final moments that stuck. Yeah. So he, um, he really clung to his faith. Um, he had been, he'd had diagnoses before he had prostate cancer. Okay. Um, he had an aortic aneurysm and he had to have his entire descending aorta replaced at wow. one point. Um, so, and, and God brought him through all of those. Um, so this, you know, this obviously was a big one. Um, and we weren't really sure about it in the first place, but he, he really clung onto that. Mm -hmm. Um, my brother actually said that he had a saying that said, like, he always said, don't worry, it may not be so. So it was kind of like a, don't worry about it until you have something to worry about. Sure. Yeah. And even during that year, um, there was a lot of fear, um, a lot of uncertainty. Um, but he, he really, I mean, anybody that he talked to, he was like, God's going to heal me. God's going to heal me. I'm just doing whatever the doctors want me to do and we're going to get through this and God's going to heal me. And, you know, God did heal him, just not on the side of glory. Sure. And that's fine. Um, but he really clung to his faith and that dispels a lot of fear in itself because you put your hope in to the one 
you know, who holds tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I think to me, that was a big lesson for me, you know, because he, he faced death. Sure. And I'm over here wondering if I'm going to make my flight. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know, silly things like things that are just trivial, you know? So I think just a lesson of faith. And so I think my faith is as a person in just general, I think that's just improved over the last three years, even after the fact. Um, But I think that was just his, that was his thing. It's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now you and I, obviously, you know, we've got a friendship here Mm -hmm. and I think we've talked a little bit about this before, or at least you've made comments about it. Um, And if I'm pretty sure I'm not thinking of the wrong person, but if I am, just throw your phone at me. Sure. Uh, I think you've talked about his humor before. Yeah. Um, and how he even kept that sense of humor. Yeah. Even going through cancer. Yeah. That last little bout. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? How important that was? Because I obviously you still laugh. Yeah. I think you've laughed a little bit mm-hmm. even here, but uh, you've laughed about things even when talking about him. Mm-hmm. So. Does his humor, does that carry on? Is that a, a good lesson for you as well? Oh, 100%. Growing up, my dad, there was always laughter in our house. Always. Um, my dad was the biggest cut up. Um, jokester. Mm-hmm. He loved pranks. He loved being ornery. <laughs> I would tell some of his jokes, but they're just not appropriate for this. But, you know. He's, Beep. I know. Exactly. <laughs> just kidding. I'll edit that out later. <laughs> Um, he, he was just funny. I mean, he, he just kept everything lighthearted, um, in the midst of chaos and heaviness. He's, he remained his funny cut up self. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to him having faith. Sure. You know, um, he had a lot of fear himself. Yeah. He tried not to let that show, but he was also just who he was even clear up to the day, you know? He's just he's just a funny guy. Yeah. Super, super funny. A lot of yeah. fun. People loved my dad. Did you ever get to meet him? I never did. Down? Nope. Man, he was fun. Yeah. He was a treat. Yeah. I'm sure we would have gotten along. Oh yeah. Because I can be <laughs> oh, yeah. I can be a good idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys would have been buddies for yeah. sure. <laughs> that, that, that'd have been that'd have been fun. We'd yeah. we'd have done some stuff to you for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, he'd be he'd one hundred percent been on that too. <laughs> he'd be like, yes, that's perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> Oh, it's wonderful. But yeah, no, that, that's it's good though. I think humor is, it's hard to live life without laughing yeah, and without being humorous. And I think that plays into what you said earlier about him with that little slogan he kind of lived by, yeah. don't worry, it might not be so. Yep. People worry about so many things that never actually manifest. Yeah, absolutely. And here they are just, you know, tearing themselves up in the inside mm-hmm. and turns out there was nothing to even be worried about the whole time. Nothing. Um, so keeping that sense of humor in tandem with that faith, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a really cool lesson to display. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. So um, your dad obviously illustrated a lot of good examples. Mm-hmm. Might not have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Might have had some rough patches. Mm-hmm. But he demonstrated a lot of good qualities, set good examples, was super intentional, which, again, one of the best things that dads can do for their kids. Yeah. But you have, you've lived life up to this point mm-hmm. with your father. The last three years, he hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. What would you say from the perspective of a daughter, mm-hmm. what's one of the best things that dads can do 
for their daughters. Reflecting off best things that your dad did for you as a daughter. Um, I, I know I've said it, but I think just intentionality. I just can't, I can't get away from that. Sure. Um, because I know so many kids who had fathers who weren't intentional. Um, and they didn't always have the best relationship. And I think one of the best things that I think dads can do is to live with integrity, to, you know, live with humility, be transparent. I mean, there were times where my dad was super transparent, especially during that hard time. Sure. You know, and I think that that's kind of what saved us a bit because, I mean, all that in therapy, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think just... Just intention, just being intentional. That's really, really the kicker for me. Yeah. Um, and I think I would probably just die on that hill. Yeah. I think that's really good though. Um, it's really easy for dads today to not be intentional. Well, sure. It's easy to be too busy with anything. It's easy to be too busy. Uh, it's easy to have the luxury of turning the TV on yep. or an iPad yep. or phone because every device has media for our kids to yeah. take in mm-hmm. and it gives us you know, an extra 30 minutes or an hour to go do the things that we feel like we really need to yeah. do that we're well, so worried about that we probably don't even need to be worried and about. And get them involved in what you want to do. Like yeah. if there's an errand you need to run or if you need to tune up the car, like get them involved. Like right. it's the only way, A, they're going to learn. B, they're spending time with you. Um, and it's just setting a good example of just showing them how to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what to look for yep. as a woman, you know, what you look for in a in a and a spouse. Right. You know, um, I don't think that they should ever, I don't think dad should ever split it and be like, okay, well, you know, for these 10 or 15 minutes, I'm going to do a puzzle with the kids and then I'm going to go do what I really want to do. No, take them with you. Yeah. Take them with you. Let them experience life with you and what yeah. you need to do. Let them go to, you know, if you got to go to the bank, take them to the bank, like yeah. take them places. Um, that's what he was good at. Yeah. He just kind of roped me in and on his life. When he was a township trustee, there were a lot of times we had to go down to the city county building, which is not kid friendly, you know, like whatever. But he would always take me with him. Um, we'd go into this governmental office and it was always really quiet and people just kind of looked at me like, why are you bringing a kid in here? <laughs> but he he took me places. Like yeah. he let me live life with him. And it wasn't like, okay, well, I'll play with you when I get back. It was like, no, just come along with me and we'll go grab ice cream afterward. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me ask you one more thing because I'm thinking about, I'm thinking back on what we've talked about up to this point. This will be the last question. But thinking back on everything, there's four main things that I try and drive home on the podcast for debts. Mm-hmm. I talk about communication, grace, personal integrity, and faith. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the faith factor, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. God's going to heal me. Like, this is what he believes. Um, you talked about the personal integrity factor. Mm-hmm. You, you said that this is something that dads really need to focus on. Um, you talked about communication in a little bit of an indirect way. You talked about being open and transparent. And that's what communication is, is when we're vulnerable and transparent and what we trust to our kids, what we share with our kids, that's how we build trust. That's how we build relationships. You talked about how it played a factor in you mending 100%. The tension that you had. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is grace. Mm-hmm. Can you think at any point, whether it's grace that he had to issue maybe to you mm-hmm. or grace that he had to receive for himself 
or that played a part in his life from your perspective as a daughter? Oof. Um, I think, <laughs> I think he was hard on himself on some things. Um, and I think that I had to extend him grace on a lot of areas where I felt like he had a lot of shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he's human. Sure. Um, but I think during that rough patch that we talked about earlier, um, where communication was not happening, it's not a good relationship. After we came through all of that, he had to give himself grace because he beat himself up a lot. Yep. Um, and he felt like he just continually let us down or, you know, he, you know, whatever, but he that's that's kind of a tough question i feel like because grace is something that you know he had to learn he had yeah. to learn about it like he had to learn sure. how to take it and to give it and to receive it for himself sure um and i think i think he learned a lot about it as he went on because he was not the same person sure. that he was. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you answered the question pretty well, actually, just because men typically, when we make mistakes, uh, it's hard to accept that yeah. we've made the mistake. And when 100%. we finally do accept the fact that we made the mistake, it can be very diffi- difficult for us to overcome the fact that we failed. 100%. And so, you know, you're left with this lingering sense of, I am a failure, mm-hmm. and that's that, like, period. This chapter is done. Mm-hmm. I, I have felt, and that is how I am defined. Yeah. Um, and while it can it can feel easy sometimes to receive grace because it's a nice thing to receive, it's very hard to give that grace to ourselves right. and then to actually receive it. Yeah. Um, I struggle with that sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who doesn't. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so overcoming that, I, I think, I think is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I talk about these things is as far as we're concerned as fathers, we're worried about our relationship with our kids. Mm-hmm. Like this gives us the platform for everything. So faith teaches us how we have relationships. Mm-hmm. Personal integrity makes us somebody worth being in a relationship in with. Communication builds trust, which builds a relationship. You can't have a relationship without communication. Mm-hmm. And then grace is what actually gives that relationship longevity. Right. And if you don't have grace... When there's a mistake, you cut things off. Right. And then there's no relationship because there was no grace. Right. Uh, and so you had a good relationship with your dad, even through some ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And so I know the grace factor played a part somewhere, but mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to fish that out from your perspective. But yeah. um, well, and no matter what I felt like at the end of the day, he was still my dad. Yeah. He was still my dad. I only had one. Yep. And so even if, you know, I was angry or whatever. I still respected him and I still honored him because he was my dad. Yeah. And I don't think that ever changes with anybody. You know, I've got people who in my life who don't have relationships with their father at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but at the end of the day, they're still their dad. Sure. You know? So. And I, I think, I think that's, that's important for dads to hear yeah. is that even though they make mistakes, mm-hmm. even though they can have tension with their kids, mm-hmm. even though they can do wrong by their kids sometimes. Yeah. Their kids still value them. Yeah, they absolutely. still look up to them. Um, I think your story with your dad is a clear example that even when there is tension and even yeah. when there are mistakes, there's still hope. Yeah. 
of restoring that relationship mm-hmm. and even strengthening that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I wanted you to have, that's why I wanted you onto the podcast so that you could share your story because what I extract from your story is that dads are, dads are valuable. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think you demonstrate that um, with your relationship with your dad, that he's gone. Yeah. And even while he was here and even while he made his mistakes, you still loved him. Oh, yeah. He was still your dad. Mm-hmm. You still valued him. Mm-hmm. And that much more even now that he's gone. Yeah. Um, it might not always make sense at times, mm-hmm. but that's how things leveled out. Yeah. And um, I think th- I think that's good for dads to hear. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah. Thank you so much for being on. and Thanks. Being willing and, again, courageous enough to talk about the story. I know it's... Yeah. It's probably not the one topic like, hey, you want to talk about this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm so happy. Anytime. I, I, when you asked me, I didn't even hesitate. I was like 100% yes. I know you didn't hesitate. I was actually, I was actually caught off guard because yeah. you responded so fast. I yeah. thought someone took her phone like this, no, this can't be it's right. It's funny because actually I was shortly after my dad died, I remember telling somebody, I was like, man, I just wish I could like talk about my dad like publicly because he was such a cool guy and there was just so many different layers to him as a person and just our relationship in general. And it's like I told you, talking about a lost loved one is therapeutic for someone who goes through grief. And so that's even been helpful for me in my process, in my journey. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Ron. Like I'm down, (laughs) you know, but he, he would probably be completely mortified that I'd be talking about him right now <laughs> to you or yeah. anybody that doesn't know who he is. You know, he wasn't like an attention seeker. Sure. So, um, but. Well, I think it's really cool that you shared the story. I also think it's really cool. in what you just said, I think one of the big things that at least dads, men, and you can maybe speak to this from the female side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know from the perspective of, of a father with my kids, at the one point in life where I did feel like I might not wake up tomorrow morning, one of the big thoughts that went through my mind was, will my kids remember me? Yeah. And um, as dads, you just want to be remembered. And I don't mm-hmm. know how else to say that. Like mm-hmm. you want some sort of a legacy of you as a father doing good and right by your kids. You want mm-hmm. that to stick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, and I, think, I think you kind of show that, that it does. Yeah. And and I think that's really cool for dads to hear. But anyway, thanks again for being with me. This was fun. Thank you. And I think it was really good. And you're welcome. Yeah. You gave me a gift. Well. Because this is something that I'll always have. Well, you're welcome. I'm (laughs) thankful for the opportunity. Yeah. He was a cool dude. It was fun. I'm glad that we didn't have to take too many more takes to get through this. (laughs) Yeah. We we did it. We did it. (laughs) We survived. But um, yeah, this was fun. So thanks for sticking with us as we navigated our way through this episode this is father in our future the podcast for dads i'm anthony vandegrift thank you so much for being with me and i hope you will join me next time Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.